So the subconscious mind that you have as an adult that controls everything from your thought patterns, your beliefs and limiting beliefs, your emotional responses and triggers, your attachment styles and relationships, all of that data is essentially stored in your subconscious mind. It's almost like a memory bank. But that subconscious mind is seven years old. So you can be 30 years old. Wow with the beliefs and limitations and stories and conditionings that your inner child or younger self saw the world through. Hello, hello. Welcome to 30 and a bit. My name is Pete and each episode I try to solve one of the questions you run into after hitting the big 3-0 together with an expert. Today's question is, why should I heal my inner child and where do I start? Today's amazing guest is Karina Tala. Karina started to help people with healing childhood traumas after a breakdown and a collapse in her own mental health in her early 20s. Karina is 28 years old and lives in London. Welcome, Karina. Thank you so much for having me. So happy to be here. I'm so excited to speak to you about this subject. As always, my first question to every expert, expert is about their 30s. You're 28, so I'm wondering, what do you expect of your 30s? Oh, super exciting. I've like just entered my Saturn return. So it's all happening. Things are moving. I feel like for me, entering my 30s is going to be more about stepping deeper into my purpose, my work, my mission, my dharma. That's really something that's so important to me. And I almost feel like my 20s are the warm up to what I'm really here to do in my 30s with my work. That's my biggest vision for sure. Love that. Okay, so very positive outlook. <laughs> As I mentioned before we started recording, I've been hearing the term inner child more and more these past couple of years. I feel like it's getting a bit more popular or at least maybe a little bit more mainstream, but I don't know much about it. So I'm really excited to ask you all the questions I have. Mm -hmm. Can you first <laughs> please explain to us what the inner child means exactly? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll break everything down today in really simple terms so it's easier to understand. But inner child healing is a therapeutic technique that allows us to work through blocks that are coming from your childhood. So those blocks might be emotional, mental, even physical, that are manifesting in your adulthood life now. But really, the root cause is stemming from your younger years. So in inner child healing, we are able to look into those root causes and then work with your inner child. So the inner child is technically actually your subconscious mind because everything is stored in there. So it's the subconscious mind. We're working with neuroscience, reprogramming blocks and limiting beliefs and regulating your emotions. So it's not this kind of like woo-woo fantasy. There's some mystical inner child waiting for you. We're actually working with the science of your brain and your emotions and your body, which is it's really amazing. Okay, I'm happy you cleared that up because I felt like going into this is like you're literally trying to communicate with your inner child or like, I find that a little bit vague, but you saying working with your subconscious mind, that means a lot more to me. Yes, 
Absolutely. That's a yeah, good way no, of putting it. <laughs> yeah, it's not like this kind of like mystical being waiting for you. Thing is, when we are working with, you know, there's many amazing techniques in inner child healing. One of them is visualization journey. So we are working with the subconscious mind and you can see images of your younger self, but they may be from a childhood photo or something that you remember that's stored in your subconscious. It's not like a fantasy version of your younger self. It is all based on the person that you were because you did have a childhood and you grew into an adult. So everything's already stored in your subconscious mind. So we're working with that. We're working with memories, potentially reframing traumas or stories that happened. So it's very, very practical, very realistic, very hands-on. But obviously the term can seem a bit like, what is this inner child? Where is it? How do I see it? You know, <laughs> but I promise you it's not like that. It's very, very practical. Okay. I already love this because it's just so much more, um, not tangible, obviously, but so much more workable, maybe this by like talking about subconscious minds. Okay. Yeah. This is already a great start. This makes so much more sense to me already. Yeah. <laughs> Can you please explain why it's so important to heal your inner child as an adult? Yes, absolutely. So let's touch back on the subconscious mind. So it's scientifically proven that your subconscious mind is completely formed by the age of seven years old. So the subconscious mind that you have as an adult that controls everything from your thought patterns, your beliefs and limiting beliefs, your emotional responses and triggers, your attachment styles and relationships, all of that data is essentially stored in your subconscious mind. It's almost like a memory bank. But that subconscious mind is seven years old. So you can be 30 years old wow. with the beliefs and limitations and stories and conditionings that your inner child or younger self saw the world through. So if we don't update that storage, if you like, in the subconscious mind, we continue to act out our past patterns and we self-sabotage and we stay small and we are staying scared and afraid and we hurt ourselves and our relationships and we stay in careers that we hate because we're too afraid to change or all the things are coming from these inner child blocks so we're seeing it that that kind of conditioning and patterns and programming is age naught to seven i.e your inner child your younger self so we need to look at what was created in your life during that time experiences and beyond so not to seven is really important at the subconscious age and then seven to 14 is reinforcement in your subconscious mind so say if you had a belief system of I'm not good enough when you're about four years old you're going to continue find yourself in situations and experiences where you don't feel good enough that kind of self-fulfilling prophecy right something bad happens oh see bad things always happen to me oh, see, that friend hurt me. See, I'm always rubbish at friendship groups or things like that. We kind of recreate our stories over and over. So seven to 14, the subconscious mind is like a soft sponge still. So it's still confirming its belief systems, confirming its kind of patterns. Then after that, it's pretty, pretty set. However, through inner child healing and neuroplasticity, we can start reprogramming those neural pathways that pick up those limiting blocks and beliefs. And this is where inner child healing comes into adulthood. So it's so important. So otherwise, we are little wounded kids running around in adult bodies, doing the same things that we've always done, just the adult version, right? Things that were happening on the playground are probably happening in your work office, you know, and things happening between your partner, but probably happening between your parents. 
we just repeat the pattern. So we need to do it because it will save your health, your relationships, your sense of self, your purpose, everything's interconnected. So I hope that breaks it down a little bit without going too much. (laughs) I am so fascinated. So if there are patterns that you're seeing in your life as an adult, for example, in your relationship, you realize that that is something that you had seen growing up as well between your parents, for example, that is just because that was locked in your brain before seven, reinforced until you were 14. And now you're literally acting out, acting that way as well. Yeah, correct. It is what we have been conditioned and programmed to. So you'll probably notice that your friendships or people in your life might have different problems to you in different ways. And what seems really really big to your friend might not to you and it's all down to our unique childhood experiences and we recreate what we already know what is familiar what is stored in our subconscious setting this is why we can really easily fall into these old patterns and habits without realizing it because it's what we've always known so we think it's kind of normal but it's actually not normal if the pattern is causing you pain or drama or chaos you know there's nothing normal about it but it's just oh this is just my life So yeah, we recreate everything. You know, if you sit down and really look at certain belief systems you have and qualities or tendencies, anything from the way you take care of yourself, your self-care, your eating patterns, the way you talk to yourself, we can always link it and trace it back to your childhood modeling and parenting or what you experienced during those times. Wow. Okay, so imagine your parents fought a lot until you were seven but from maybe seven the household got more calm not that much fighting anymore um so the reinforcing doesn't really happen are you still very likely to react as an adult as that seven-year-old or because the reinforcing happened less the reaction is also less great Mm, good question yeah good question so those seven years are the key foundational years that's where the cement is really being paved up to 14 it's still a bit you kind of you know interchangeable but those are the most important years so say if you had one trauma for example in those early childhood years and nothing else happened to you again for the rest of your life that trauma is still going to deeply affect the way you see yourself and the way you feel everything in your world completely because the subconscious building from naught to seven is the most important it is the most important and also say if you didn't have any trauma between naught to seven and went through an experience later on in adulthood you're going to find healing from that trauma a lot easier than someone who had trauma between naught and seven because of the subconscious programming conditioning around it so yeah, that not so really, really important because the beliefs are already there, right? If you have a household with your parents fighting, the beliefs are already are, I'm not safe. I'm to blame. Maybe something's wrong with me. My parents don't love me. That's why they're fighting. Children are very, we use the term inner child healing is that children are egocentric. They don't have the ability to see outside of themselves yet. Not until about 11 years old. So trauma they go through, it's all personalized. It's all, this is my fault. My parents are like this because of me. Something's wrong with me. They can't show me love because I am faulty or not enough or worthy, right? They don't have the ability to see that that's also a wounded inner child and that adult's body fighting with each other. You know, we have to 
rip off all the masks <laughs> really underneath is all the inner child so yeah but those years are most important definitely are there people coming out of the zero to seven year olds unscathed or does everyone have an inner child to heal as an adult from my work right I do this work every day I have done for years <laughs> And I haven't yet to meet someone who has come out the other side completely unscathed. <laughs> and the ones that think they have are usually the ones that need the most help and support underneath, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> and I think that's just life. I think that's just the, the journey of life itself. You know, we all have experiences. No, really, really common inner child wound that often happens is just simply not having parents that are able to understand your emotions and validate them so you might have really really loving parents you go to all the after school clubs and you have all your needs met and you have a big loving family nothing on the big t trauma scale has happened but you still feel anxious or there's still a feeling of depression or not feeling enough and you can be really confused as to why and usually it's always down to maybe those parents couldn't show up for your emotions in the way that you needed them to you know, then we have to hide them all away and squash them all down. And that suppression causes that mental imbalance at the end of the day. So yeah, I think one way or another, no human is perfect. None of us are, and we never will be. But when it comes to inner child healing, you know, we all need to be working on it to some level, because we live in a, in a world where a lot is going on. And it's not easy. And the generations passing down, you know, a lot of our parents' generations, they have immigrants mm. who are coming from war zones and it's completely different. They didn't have the freedom to be sat there all day healing and doing self-development and, you know, processing their thoughts and feelings. It was survival. So we're kind of emerging out of that survival era now to now repair what has happened to create a safer kind of world for the next generation coming because if it was working, we wouldn't all be doing the self-development work. <laughs> I think that's a really good point you're making. There is so much generational trauma within our parents and grandparents also, um, Will Bore and stuff. Mm -hmm. There's just so much mentally passed down to us, yeah. um, truly subconsciously as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a really good point on what might need some healing as an adult as well. Mm, yeah, absolutely. What are some signs, some like things you might run into as an adult that is like a red flag being like you need to start working on healing your inner child yeah there are definitely a few so I'll list some of them so the most obvious ones are anxiety depression insomnia not feeling good enough comparing yourself to others even through social media that is such a deep inner child wound of not feeling enough not feeling worthy not feeling lovable as you are also things such as addictions or obsessions and it doesn't have to just be kind of substance or drug abuse that could be things like shopping scrolling tv netflix if we are in this constant state of wanting to escape ourselves there's something underneath we're trying to run from so these are really important signs because in a child healing you actually get to a place where you're able to be with yourself feel present feel calm feel connected and not need all the vices all day long. And we live in this modern, you know, technology-based world now, but more than ever, we've been pulled away from ourselves. So those are some key ones. Also as well, struggling with relationships, struggling to have a healthy attachment 
that can be with friendships or romantic partners really struggling to get close struggling to open your heart be emotionally vulnerable and connected things such as judging others bitching gossiping these are all signs of that wounded inner child that kind of are just the modern world you know these days but underneath we need to look at what's causing it One hundred percent. I'm like, uh, there's yeah. at least three things in that list that I recognize for myself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, most people, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? You know, it is all about having that open mind to say, okay, if there's parts of my life that don't feel so nourishing, so good, are they really supporting me to grow into the best person I can be? Okay, if they're not, let's look into it. And inner child healing is just a different different door to open in self-development that can take you down a path to explore the why. You know, so much like healing work doesn't actually ask why. Why is that pattern there? Why are you like that? Why is this happening? Okay, but then why did that happen in the first place? You know, we're always asking why, 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 why to really uncover the root cause. If you don't, you're healing on a superficial surface level that's not even healing at all. You're just kind of skimming around the top. And I have patients come to me after 10 years of being in therapy and they feel exactly the same. Like you've literally done no, there's nothing you've worked on. We need to get to the root. And they're like, oh, why did my therapist never go through this with me? You know, so it's, it's rife out there and we need to be doing the work properly. Otherwise we're wasting our time, <laughs> you know. That's a lot of time and a lot of money. Mm-hmm. What is a good time in your life to start working and or start this process is it for example very important to start healing your inner child before you have children yourself get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com it's like your own personal post office sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts that's stamps.com code program what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Such a beautiful question. I think any time is the right time to start. Whenever you start feeling cool to look to your inner child and it starts coming up in your awareness, whether that's friends talking about it or listening to a podcast or seeing something online, you'll start getting those intuitive messages coming through to you saying, okay, it's time to start healing the inner child because it's one of those things that we can't really plan, right? It comes into your awareness when you're ready. I truly believe that and not a minute before or a minute after, like the time drops and that might be when you've already had kids. That might be when you're in your 40s or 50s, or it might be when you're 18. You know, the time can come at, you know, different chapters of your life. However, to have the skill 
of inner child healing and reparenting to have that before you have children is is phenomenal for sure because so much of parenting issues that come up are from the parent with their own wounded inner child now getting triggered by their child not knowing why or how and then not being able to soothe or regulate their own children or understand or have compassion so it's a domino effect so it's an incredible technique for parents and mothers as well massively it definitely sounds like starting before or like healing this process healing your inner child and starting this process before you have children is a really good idea to your point of like making sure you're not triggered by certain things also you break patterns from your parents how they maybe raised you and Also, I guess now like people listening to this podcast will have a better understanding of what it means, but I guess you'll learn a lot more about it during the process as well. And you can limit the amount of healing your child will have to do later, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. There's a beautiful saying in inner child healing is be a parent that your child doesn't have to heal from. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You think that's possible? Look, I think, you know, we're all going to have to heal from some level or something. I'm sure my children will have to heal from me in some way or another at some point, and that's okay. You know, I do believe each generation, you know, should be doing it better than the one before. But the deeper wounds do come from things like the love and having your self esteem built and feeling worthy and feeling enough knowing boundaries, knowing how to say no, all of these things come into that. So hopefully you should be able to raise a child that is self-loving, that knows how to regulate their emotions, that is able to trust you and be open with you and talk to you and feel safe. And usually when a child has those basic needs met, you're going to have a good relationship with them. Absolutely. But when you're not able to meet those child's emotional needs, that's when they need to heal from you. That's where the issues start happening. You know, it's really funny. I've, I have never really told anyone this, but one of the reasons I'm like a little bit on the fence on having children is because I don't feel like there is a way to do it right. You just know as a parent, there's going to be so many moments that you're going to fail. There are so many moments in your child's later life where they will need some therapy. In my opinion, everyone needs a little bit of therapy, especially our generation. And I know you're obviously also... Um, feeling the same way but I wonder if maybe starting this process myself will set me up for success more than if I didn't do this as a parent oh completely like without a doubt you know I've worked with so many women women in their 40s with their ex frozen saying like I don't know whether to do this or not I'm so afraid I'm so scared because I'm afraid I'm going to hurt my child or I don't want to pass what my mother did to me or all the things, right? And then when you actually learn how to mother your own inner child, that little girl within you in the ways that we call reparenting. So reparenting inner child healing is knowing how to be calm, loving, patient, knowing how to meet these core needs in inner child healing. When you know how to do that, you become really confident in, okay, if I can actually take care of myself on a deeper deeper level I can meet my own needs when you're having you know a child and raising a child you're passing that on to them and when you have the confidence to know how to do it to yourself it's beautiful and you feel empowered and I do believe you know as women we should feel empowered 
in our ability to be mothering and maternal and grounded I think that's really really part of our, our deeper innate nature you know it's why we have wounds it's not there for no reason <laughs> you know it's part of our our biology and our power and our magic and I do believe that inner child healing makes you feel confident in yourself you know in those ways and whether that's to a child it could just be loving and nurturing to the people around you loving and nurturing your business whatever it may yeah. be it comes through in so many different areas of our life anyway you know inner child is to nurture to keep safe to provide to support and that can just overflow into many things but yeah it definitely helps with parenting for sure it's nice that you're saying that even if it's not flowing through to your own children it's flowing into other parts of your life like family and business that's really nice yeah absolutely okay so you're saying everyone will hit a point in their lives where it's like okay it's time to to face the music and start the process um but it is a good idea to do it before you have children but it's never too yeah. late to yeah. do it yeah exactly that all right, let's get down to business. Please tell us, how does one heal their inner child? <laughs> let's get stuck straight into it, okay? So, of course, as we've discussed, right, if we are working through our inner child, we are probably looking at, you know, 20, 30, 40 years plus of things buried down there, emotions, patterns, behaviors, all the things, right? However, when it comes to inner child healing, it's not always about digging up the past. A lot of people are afraid to start because they're like, oh no, do I have to go see my old memories and deepest traumas? But that, that's actually not always necessary. It's really future focus. It's about, okay, how can we work through things from the past, work through them now so we can recreate a beautiful, loving, healthy future. So I have 12 key steps, my how to heal inner child healing method that I follow and that I teach to my clients. Really simple, broken down, easy to digest formula that just makes the inner child healing a lot more manageable, let's say, a lot more fun and empowering and exciting too. Because I believe we should be enjoying it as well. The beautiful side of inner child healing is that once you work through those blocks, you become way more playful, way more present, way more connected, creative, you know, full of ideas, inspiration, it kind of opens up this beautiful Pandora's box in a good way as well. But the key steps I would say, you know, are first of all, we need to be looking at the mind. So looking and reframing limiting beliefs from the past, rebuilding your inner dialogue with yourself. So reframing negative self-talk, working through that to build a more loving, positive, compassionate inner voice with yourself. We need to be looking into actually inner child and reparenting. So this is when we become your own inner mother and your own inner father. Regulating those emotions, meeting those unmet needs, which might have been to be heard and seen, to have affection or praise or love, all these key areas. We also look into communication and boundaries. We need to learn how to communicate properly with ourselves and the world around us, which will help our relationships and our work and overall quality of life. Another main area of inner child healing is building your self-esteem and your self-worth and your self-confidence. 
so important. I think 99% of the planet has low self-esteem covered by outward confidence, right? But deep down, there's a lot buried underneath <laughs> there. So we need to work on that. So we genuinely have healthy self-esteem from within. That's really, really important. And then self-love and looking into purpose as well. Really, really important. Self-love, how can we actually have genuine self-love? That genuine of emotion of love in your heart, right? I love this. So it's really not all about like healing past traumas, past childhood issues you might have had, but it's really focusing on the future as well. Like helping out your current person to be a better person, a more confident person in the future for the rest of your life. Yeah, absolutely. But to be able to do that, to unblock, we have to know where it's coming from that's stopping you being that happy, confident person in the first place. Have the awareness, have compassion for it. And then that's how we're able to move on. Because otherwise we keep just blaming our adult version today. Oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, I'm not doing enough. Everyone's doing better than me. Oh, I'm so behind. Oh, I'm so late. All the stories we create. But actually when we look underneath and you literally see that four-year-old little girl just standing there, just needing love, needing compassion, needing you to be kinder to yourself, more attentive, more nurturing, you start to see yourself in a different way. And you start to be happier because you're no longer criticizing yourself all day. You start to feel more free and lighter because you actually have space for new energy to come through into your life. So when it comes to the one-to-one work, there will be times where we have to go through reprogramming traumas if necessary. So that might be looking at a memory that is very impactful to a person's life and affecting them in a difficult way. And what we do is we actually rewrite the ending. So we essentially go into that childhood memory. We bring your adult person today. So imagine you being in a childhood memory with adult you standing there. And we literally go and get that little girl and we reassure her, give her love, give her safety and bring her into your world now. And what this does on the subconscious level is mind-blowing. It is honestly transformative because your subconscious mind can't tell the difference between what is real and what's not. Every time you reprogram those deep memories, every time you go to see that part of yourself, it literally feels like those emotional wounds are having their needs met, being healed and resurfacing. So yeah, it's amazing. So sometimes we have to go back for a little bit just to get information, just to heal. And then we come back to the present focus on the future. Wow. Okay. And that must be pretty emotional for a lot of your clients, right? Yeah, absolutely. If those are key memories we have to go back to, it is highly trauma-informed specialist space that I hold. But the liberation that comes after, it's like, I don't even recognize my clients by the end of the session. They are just a thousand times lighter. They look healthier, energized, alive, radiant, and they're just so free because you're like, you're just releasing these big heavy stones and rocks you've been carrying around for years and years and they drag you down whether you realize it or not you don't actually realize how heavy they have been until you release them and you just keep kind of peeling and shedding these layers and then you become really confident at it as well because feeling your emotions or old trauma it's just a few seconds it's a really temporary fleeting experience that's actually over really really quickly but then all of that heaviness has been lifted. And you're like, really, just in that few minutes, are you sure? You know, it's just like almost mind blowing at how quick <laughs> it can happen. 
when you're able to do it, you know, in that safe, safe space, the results that happen are just, yeah, truly amazing. That's so fascinating. Traumas are so interesting and they're actually in a lot of cases fairly easy to your point to release them to rewire your brain like it's very very doable in most cases I've had EMDR um, treatment as well Um, and it's just really fascinating how your brain hardwires traumas but that doesn't mean it has to stay there we can still work on them and change the kind of outcome like you're saying um, and change the emotion that's attached to a certain trauma it's so fascinating yeah exactly it's really it's incredible you know the brain can be changed, neuroplasticity, which, thank God, <laughs> you know, otherwise it'll be fucked. <laughs> but luckily yes. it can. <laughs> yes. And your clients, um, when they're seeing you, do they often see someone else on the side as well, like Reiki or a psychologist or anything like that? Or just going through your 12 steps is often enough? Yeah, so often it's a combination. So sometimes I work with clients who have never even had therapy in their whole entire lives. And this is the first time they are opening up to inner healing because it's really, it's a courageous step to make. You know, a lot of my clients, they've been holding their pains or their traumas their whole life, haven't told anyone, holding it deep in their hearts. And I'm often the first person to help them through it, which is really powerful. But also I do work with clients that, yeah, have been in therapy for sometimes literally 10 years plus, and we'll start working together and yeah, they don't really carry on the therapy I'll just I'll just leave that there <laughs> they just actually finally start finding the results making moves feeling huge changes you know, I really believe that inner child healing just takes us to a place that a lot of places can't you know it just takes us to this core in a whole different way which is amazing so it's a combination of yeah different backgrounds for anyone that's listening who doesn't feel like they're ready yet to start this process, but they have a child between one and or a zero and 14 years, what is something that they should start applying every day in their life and every interaction with their child to make sure that it is um, that they're not really inflicting their own personal trauma and the healing that needs to be done with them upon their child? I would say the most important step is going to be the emotional regulation. So that basically means to be able to calm and self-soothe your own emotions, which means you can do that for your child. Because most of these childhood traumas come from when your child is crying or they're angry or they're saying no, and so easily we lose it. So easily we lose our temper, so easily that kind of fire just can come out. And a lot of parents and a lot of mums I work with, I feel so guilty. Every time my child is angry, I get angry. And then I raise my voice and I feel so bad. And it's this never ending cycle. So for you know all the, the mums listening, is practice self-soothing and regulating your own emotions. You know, when you're feeling a type of way, hand on your heart, just say, it's okay, I'm feeling this emotion right now. It's safe to feel this in my body. Take a few deep breaths. Regulate yourself before you even open your mouth to your child. Make sure that what comes out does not hurt that little innocent person. You have to remember your children are feeling their emotions for the first time. Us adults have been feeling them for 30 plus years. And that child is looking up 
to you to teach them how to feel these really, really big emotions they are experiencing for the first time ever in their existence on this earth, right? We have to remember that, right? So, so like quickly, parents just want their kids to stop being angry, be quiet, stop being sad, stop crying, all the things. But you're their teacher. Let's be humble here. They are learning from you. So they're going to mirror you. They're going to mirror your behavior. They're going to mirror what you say. They're going to mirror how you react. So if you're explosive, they're going to be explosive. Starts with you. So we have to really do the work first to then be good role models to our children. So when they feel upset, okay, I'm going to copy what my mom does. When I see her get upset or sad, I see her take herself off and she's calm and she's open and she's safe place. Okay, I can do that as well. Right? So much of this kind of entangled relationship dynamics we have parent child teenagers all the things is we are just learning off each other but sometimes the things we learn in our childhood weren't that helpful and we're passing it down so yeah do the self-healing work emotions and be really loving and compassionate to your child just understanding let's listen to them children they just want to be heard and seen they just want your time. They just want your presence. So if you're with your child, be with them. Don't be on your phone. Don't be scrolling and don't be watching a film. Just look at them in their eyes. Be with them. Be present. Show interest. Let that child let you in into their world. So much of adults want the child to fit into the adult world. And then we actually squash their imagination mm. and their creativity and their ability to be innocent while they can. Because as soon as that child, you know, hits 10 years old, they're already grown up at that point, you know, in this day and age. They're already, you know, that innocence starts starts going. So you only get a short time with them. So be present while it's here, I think is, is just so, so important. I love this. This is such a good tip. Thank you so much. I'm happy, uh, happy we got to talk about this. I think um, a lot of moms probably just stopped whatever they were doing for a second and listened to this and like, oh wait, yeah, how do I implement that? Because it's a really, really important piece. Thank you for sharing. My very last question at the end of every episode is, if you could give the listeners one takeaway from this episode, what would it be? Heal your inner child. (laughs) Have fun doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Just be more loving and kind to yourself. Like you're doing the best that you can and be proud of yourself and how far you have come. And every single day, tell yourself that. Tell yourself that you're proud. Tell yourself that you're enough, that you're loved and everything that needs to unfold on your path, it will. But stay open-hearted. But yeah, heal your inner child and have fun while you're doing it. Most important. (laughs) In another episode about how to um, feel more confident and how to love yourself more, the um, coach had as a tip, put three of these like affirmations, like I'm enough, I'm beautiful, I'm proud of myself, stick them on the window with little post-its, sorry, not the window, on your mirror, so you see it every day and you keep repeating to them yourself every day and you'll start believing them after a while. And it's kind of what you're saying as well. Yeah, absolutely. Get those post-it notes up, mirrors, cupboards, inside car doors, all the things. You can put them everywhere just to constantly have that reinforcement. And yeah, do it with, with conviction as well you know say it with passion perfect um you offer one-on-one coaching and you have a 12-week program 
Um, and people can find it on your website, karinatala.com. And listeners can also book in a free discovery call, which is exciting. So anyone who's keen to do that, go to Karina's website, karinatala.com. And your Instagram is at karinatala. Yeah, that's all correct. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed this conversation. This actually ended up being um, a less spiritual conversation than I thought like healing your inner child was. It's way more applied science than I really thought it was. So I'm definitely going to look into this more because it's really um, made me very interested in this subject. Um, and also the points that you called earlier about what signs are that you your inner child needs healing like there is definitely a couple that ring true to me (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna look into it and i'll keep you posted thank you so much for being here please do well good luck i'm always here if you need me okay but yeah thank you so much for today it's been amazing